Okay, everybody, welcome back to Duke's Nukes for movies, TVs, pop culture discussions. I am here with Blaine. He has a dog. His voice hurts a little bit today, and he does trivia. He was a little late today, but he got his trivia done. And then Will, who's a movie connoisseur, we bought a new thing that records, and there's buttons on there. Will, push one of the buttons. Oh, I can't hear. I'm assuming that did a noise. Did that do a noise? Yeah, it was clappies. Okay, clappies. We're filming in front of a live audience. Um... (laughs) And we all put money into it, so yeah, it's ours. Oh, I haven't paid Will yet, so it's not it's, it's not Blaine's. It's not mine yet. <laughs> all right, Blaine, you lose this week. You didn't pay Will yet. Only Jack and I can push the buttons. <laughs> Dang it! Even though I'm the farthest away from the box, <laughs> Will can push the buttons for me. Okay, Blaine, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. Like like you said, I, my throat hurts a little bit, but I'm doing all right. I'm here. I'm ready to go. Boom. 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 All right, Will, how are you? I am good. I had an excellent drive over here. It is, it's still fall. It's looking great. I was, Jack, I was listening to the Over the Garden Wall soundtrack. It's it good show. It was excellent. Blaine, you'd like that show. What? I was listening to Joe Rogan on my way here. Nice. Over the Garden Wall just has an excellent fall soundtrack. I, just, I really like it. That's an anime? No. No. What is it? No, it is not. <laughs> no. <laughs> Quite, it's just quite. It's, it was on Cartoon Network. It's a miniseries, ten episodes each, ten minutes. So it's effectively a movie. So it's is it an animation? It's yeah. A, okay. It's a miniseries. It's like a miniseries, just cartoon. Okay. Okay. Well, this week we, <laughs> it is medieval week. We watched The Princess Bride, The Seventh Seal, The Northman, and we're also going to talk about The House of the Dragon season one because it's officially done and it was amazing. Okay, we're going to just go straight into the movies. Okay, The Seventh Seal. Blaine, tell me exactly what happened in this very Swedish movie from 1957. <laughs> I'm going to pull up my notes because, dude, this was... <laughs> this was a dense one. This was a You're dense one. You're not alone, right. Blaine. So all I've got... So basically, when a delusioned um, Swedish knight um, returns home from the Crusades to find his country in the grips of the Black Death, he challenges death to a chess match his life tormented by the belief that god does not exist block sets off on a journey that's his name um meeting up with traveling players joff and his wife mia and becoming determined to evade death long enough to commit one redemptive act while he still lives thank you that was that was pretty welcome yeah well you did read that though well, it's, it's, hey, it's, it's better than not having anything. Oh, I know, yeah. I know, I know. No, it's good. It's good. It was hard. That, that's that's why I did that because it, it was one. It was in subtitles the whole time, and yeah. we talked while we watched it. So I was like in and out of paying attention, and it, it was a slower movie. It it was a very it was a very surreal movie. Um, not the type, not the type of surrealism I'm used to, where it's like either German expressionism or something where the set's all crazy, but it, it's surreal in its portrayal of the characters, and like what they're saying is not necessarily what a human being would say in that situation. They are saying what a character would say to advance the philosophical ideas. Like it's almost like a like a Greek. Like I felt like I was watching the hot like a like a Greek play. Or yeah, something. it felt like a play. Yeah, yeah. Instead of like a a movie, it, it was more like a like it was battling thoughts and ideas like a play would. 
Yeah, and I mean, you you, you mentioned the the main knight played by Max von Sydow. He's he's playing death personified just by like a, a guy in a robe and a hood, and they're playing chess throughout the whole thing. And as long as the chess game goes on, Max von Sydow gets to live. And so in that time, he's like trying to figure out if God is real or if it even matters. Yeah. While, while like everyone in the land is dying from the plague. Right. It's, it's, so it's, it's using it, it, it uses its setting perfectly. Like, you know exactly why it's taking place when it is. Because it's, you know, so much death and stuff everywhere, it's easy to ignore right. positive things. And they just went on the crusades and probably, like, witnessed, like, so much death and crap and, like, what was the point of it? Like, right, right. Was it, does God really exist? Was there a reason why we went through all this hell? Yeah, yeah. That's, it, it's, it's a very, very dense film. And, like, all the different characters are kind of emblematic of different things. Like, there's the, the actors... The two that are married with the kid, um, kind of representing like the nuclear family type, or maybe even like, you know, Joseph Mary and the baby Jesus, doing that kind of thing because they're they're very like, not pious, but they're like the nice people. They do they do nothing wrong, and then you've got Max von Sydow's like, uh, squire, who is like always he's almost like a conscience or like logic earthly logic whenever something happens he he's like standing on the shoulder of somebody and telling them you know like when somebody's like is this a miracle he'll be on their shoulder and just be like nah dude nah <laughs> that was the dude with the scar right yeah the dude yeah. with the scar that goes all the way around his head yeah but he's not being mean about it he's just like matter of fact right he's just straight up yeah jack what did you, what did you think what were your impressions I, honestly, it didn't really stick with me. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, I did like it, but overall, I mean, it's probably my least favorite movie we watched this week. I mean, I, I do like what it's trying to do, but at least for me, I don't think it did it well. Yeah, there was, I mean, there were definitely some weird pacing stuff. Yes. And, like, you can't tell where they are, and there's, like, weird cuts. Like, all their su- all of a sudden, they're in a town, and there is some weird religious ceremony with people whipping themselves. I think I think it's a solid, like, like a solid double but it's like swinging for a home run. Yes. And I think that for me like brings it down to like a single, you know? Okay. I see what you're saying. Like it is, I mean, it's symbolism galore, but there's the actual yeah, and I don't, movie I just, construction part kind of falls that, apart. That's also for you. just the time of the movie was made though. So like, I got you. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. I mean, the movie as a whole doesn't really stick in my head, but I will say certain, certain scenes. Oh, yeah. Like, certain- I can't get out of my head. Like, that were just really good. Like the scene where they made him dance like a bear in the uh, tavern. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I keep seeing that, and then also when the uh, actor, like, fakes his death, and then death comes and chops down a tree and kills him. Yeah, those are good. That's why it's, like, a double for me, but... Yeah. But then, but it, as the, as a whole, I don't think it just worked for me. Yeah, no, I agree. As as a whole, it didn't really work for me as either, but, like, there was just certain parts where, like, stick in your mind. So it was still a well-done movie. Still a good movie. Oh, I mean, for 1957, that was fantastic. Based off of, versus last week with all the rock movies. Right. <laughs> I'm, this I'm, is far better. I'm glad I watched it. I don't know if I would watch it again, at least not as quickly as I rewatch a lot of things that I, I really love. Yeah, it's a one watch. Yeah. I could see myself in like 
I don't know, a year, five years watching it again out of curiosity to see like if my opinion has changed or if I missed something. I also feel like you, if you rewatch this, you could get a different like message from it as a whole, though. Now that right. you know what's going on, I feel like that would be the only reason I would want to rewatch it. Yeah. Not because I wouldn't re-enjoy it. I'd be like, can I get something more? Exactly. Would you but, do it in dub next time you watch it? I don't know. That is something I noticed. I wouldn't. That's I, I probably wouldn't. Um, I don't like I don't like watching things that are like translated because I can just do subtitles. I can do subtitles. Yeah, that doesn't offend me. When you sent me the image of the whoops, there was dub. But I was like, <laughs> oh yeah. But I was like, we knew going in that it was meant to be. It's how it's exactly. Made, so. they're, they're speaking the the only the only things that I'm going to mention my my kind of crappy Italian movies again. The only ones where you want the dub is the is Italian movies because well, you're watching bad to be bad. Well, but. Italians don't record sound on movie sets, and they've got actors from all over the place speaking different languages on set. So you say a line in, like, I, I speak English, talking to somebody that speaks French. They say their line in French, but then you just overdub everybody's audio and post and make it English so it's like some people match, and then you go, oh, that guy doesn't match at all. And it's, <laughs> it's, oh, it's very crazy. But that's 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 the only only way that... That works for me. I, I agree, though. I would watch it in subtitles if I watched it again. Yeah, I mean, there were a lot of fun parts, though. I like the part where the one guy climbed a tree and the devil's like, I'm going to chop you out of this tree. And he just cuts a tree. But he's only like five feet in the air. But yeah. Just, but he still dies. Right. Well, <laughs> th that's exactly. The point is not, well, why don't that guy just like jump out of the tree? Well, that's not the point. It's it's death. There's obviously oh, yeah, something he, more going on there. He's just and, coming for you. And the guy in the tree starts bargaining with death, or at least attempting to. And he's just like, can I give you money? Can I have like just a little bit more time? And death's just like, no, sorry, this is it. I'm just going to cut down this tree now. I mean, there's that saying, you know, cutting someone down in their prime. So it's, yeah, I mean, it's very symbolic. So that in Transformers, Optimus Prime. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's good it's definitely worth a watch for movie nerds or if, if you want something like that but um yeah it is a very dense symbolic kind of experimental thing Actually, it's very different there were no colors so it kind of stunk i didn't like it yeah zero out of ten <laughs> no black and white boo subtitles boo they also didn't speak american <laughs> but it, but if you look up like top medieval movies it's always in the top yeah it that i mean it benefited from its setting it used i mean paintings and stuff you got oh yeah crosses like it's medieval it it, it is medieval oh, that's that's just the thing old movies did because they didn't have like cgi yet for backgrounds because, oh. i mean like i don't know if you know but star wars is a lot of paintings yeah a lot of matte paintings oh yeah i love matte paintings that's something i love they that good they, they don't use them anymore which I'm, saddens me. And I feel like yeah. it would, it might be better. That, I love it. All right, well, so the seventh seal, I think it's about, about time for our dukes or nukes. With, with tradition, we have to nuke at least one. So that, I'm going to nuke the tradition. seventh seal. You're right, you're right. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm right there with you. I'm nuking seventh seal. It's dev, I would, I'd, I'd dev, like if it was last week, it would be the top one. Well, maybe. I don't know, Black Adam. Black Adam was pretty, pretty fun. This would have, this would have surely beat back Black Adam for me, but. In context of this week, I am going to have to nuke it. Like, I think for the stuff that I didn't like about Seven Seal, it's one of those things where, like, Black Adam did it better because it's, like, it's always moving and the rock's there and he's he's the rock. But they like, are very different. Oh, well, they are. I compare you can't even compare them. No, yeah. I, yeah. I would recommend, but I would still nuke it. So that's kind of a, yeah. not, not a very good answer, but. Well, and it's, know, if it's not it your is. cup of tea, you won't even like it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Because you have to go in going, this is weird. It's very weird. It yeah. is very weird. Because right. just going in going, this is fun. It's not fun. It's not, it's not a fun movie. <laughs> no. And you do know, you want to be, this is not like pop a few beers. It yeah, is it's, like, it's sit down and think. It's pop a lot of beers. <laughs> and then sit on the couch and then just contemplate life. Then maybe you'll climb a tree and the devil will be like, not today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the Northman. You can play chess with him, though. You can't play chess with him. The Northman. Yes, the Northman. You've wanted to watch that. You've both wanted to watch the Northman. I have. I yeah. am. I I love. It's by Robert Eggers, writer director Robert Eggers. Ooh, I love my writer directors, and I loved The Witch, his first film, and then The Lighthouse, his second, and now finally The Northman. This is his first non horror movie, though it does have some of those elements in it. Yeah, it's got some frightening moments. Yeah. 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 Um. But I, I wanted to see this in theaters. I didn't get a chance to catch it, so I'm so excited that we got to see it now. And, oh boy, I freaking loved it. Oh my gosh. It felt like, for the first time on all of all the new movies that we've watched on this podcast so far, this is the first one that I went, wow, this feels like a real movie with a vision. Like, oh, you yeah. Can, you can tell this is, this is exactly what Robert Eggers was, like, trying to do. Yeah. Every moment, every line, every like shot, everything in it felt right. Yes. It, it was there for a reason, and it did what it needed to do, and they, it was great. They developed a palette of cinematic tricks, of characters, and they stuck to the, the palette that was ascribed to this film, and it told a story within that, and it works. Yep. So Blaine... Would you like to describe the plot of the movie? Oh, God. Okay, so... It's The Lion King. Yeah, that is... Yeah. The story is Macbeth. Yeah. Or, um, not Macbeth, Hamlet. The story is Hamlet, which is The Lion King. Mm -hmm. So, you know... Right, uh, the, the kid, um, son of the king, uncle comes, kills the king, and pretty much the kid has to go run away to survive, and then he comes back with a vengeance yep. and kills the uncle. Yeah. I mean, you've pretty heard it before... It. It, it's, but it is, it's not necessarily the story you tell, it's how you tell the story. And the way the Northman tells the story is intensely interesting. Oh, yeah. It is, it's just a great display of filmmaking. There's these wonderful long tracking shots. I, I mean, do like that. There's that raid scene where it's, it's all choreographed. They do that more than once, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I love the shot where the camera's, like, in the woods, and you see a boat pass, and then you see a second boat come, and the camera, on a crane, I guess, starts approaching the boat, turns, and then I guess the cameraman steps off the crane, but the camera's, like, now on the boat. Mm -hmm. yeah. It was so cool. And the boats are real. No, no CG. These The actors are paddling a Viking ship. Oh, yeah, and you There's, can tell. Oh, yeah, it is. Like when those two guys get shot in the boat and their boat's, like, just tumbling. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh, it is so cool. That's, there's, the, and, and there's, like, those pans that transition. Like, early on, there's one that, like, it pans up and then transitions to another shot where it's, like, the camera is now, like, on the ceiling of what's happening. And yep. then it pan, keeps going. And it, like, it, it gives this real disorienting feel. Oh, I loved it. You can just tell when a movie just has more, you know, just effort put into it when yeah. they don't have to, like, just be choppy shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that's everything is is meticulously planned. There's that. I think that's one of the easiest things just to be like, oh, there's effort into this. Like, when there's people fighting and it just doesn't cut every three seconds, you're like, oh, I can actually see what's happening. See what's happening, one. <laughs> and then two, like, just understand. I don't have to, like, just refocus every five seconds of going, 
uh, now we're on what? <laughs> yeah. Well, they even do like trippy scenes and stuff like they're like on shrooms or some crap. Yes, and, there's and, that initiation and it never scene. Feels, it never feels like you don't know what's going on, which yeah. is crazy to me because other movies that do that, you're just like, what just happened? But in this, like they do it so well where it transitions perfectly. They don't have to say a word, but you know that what just happened was a trip and now we're done and <clears throat> we're going on to the next thing. Like the when he was a kid... Um, like at the beginning of the film when they were like, I don't know what was going on, but like the king was like passing on the 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 line to his son and they were all around the fire with like the sorcerer and they were just like tripping out, just tripping balls. Yeah, that yeah. might have been, honestly, if I had to rank the parts of them, I'm like one of my least favorite parts of the movie. <laughs> really? Yeah. See, I'm just, I really love Willem Dafoe. I liked him and a lot. He's but- in, he's playing a really interesting role, which is, the jester slash slash the priest. So he's got he's the fool and the holder of the secrets. So mm. he's simultaneously he's a funny smart guy. Yeah, which makes sense because like the most observant people are like comedians. Like you have to be smart to be. A, well, you have to a, you have to read that, the room. Yeah, yeah. But somebody that 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 deals in in satire, you you have to be intelligent to to identify problems in the way you talk about those problems, which we see the jester do. Talk about how, oh, the king's wife is probably cheating on him. We, we see it that early scene. He says something like, look at how the uh, queen's goblet is wet for other men or something really <laughs> weird. And then, then the king's brother's like, I'm going to kill you. And the king's brother is pissed, but the king is like, no, 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 no. He's got a foul tongue, but it's important. Uh, the king still dies and <laughs> well, yeah, from his brother. Because it's like, <laughs> yes, yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Hamlet's got to happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I, I I just really like that. I really like Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you, the story. You keep bringing up Lion King. So did you know? So this is based off of Viking or a North uh, Norse um, story, like an old oh, legend, yeah. and that's what Lion King is based off of. Well, Hamlet. So, no, not this even is Ham- older. Hmm. Right. This Hamlet is, is based off this story. Yeah. Yeah. Every, yeah, yeah Lion King is based yes, off of yes. everything is based off this. Right. Yeah. This is the original. And you can just tell, too, because, like, I mean, like, the guy's beards, they look, I mean, they got the same, like, colors as Scar and Mufasa. You're just like, oh, that's the bad one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that isn't bad or anything. It's more of just like, yeah, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, black hair, bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> and then he has to, but then he has to go back and he's like, like, I'm, well, well he goes back because he's like, I'm going to be a slave under my uncle for a bit. And then his uncle's like. Look at this random slave that we don't know who this is. But then he just starts killing all of them, and they think it's like the gods killing them. That, it's fantastic. That first night, the first kills, where he like pins them on the roof like a horse almost. It's gruesome. Oh my god! It's that is that's the he's you see a little bit of Robert Eggers horror in there, which he's yep. not. Even his horror is 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 like that. It's it's not ooh spooky jump scare. It is look at this just unsettling image. And he, and and these unsettling sounds and and just this idea, the witch kind of taps into that too, where stuff is happening and it's it's like, is it just things that are happening? The characters are blaming it on demons and stuff because they're very religious, so they're you know, oh yeah. Satan's out in those woods, yada yada yada. But it it starts to get in the viewer's mind. It's like, well, is it? Even though you know it's not, but because you don't see the main character actually pin those up. It gives that feeling of uneasiness because it because it is such a gruesome sight. 
like during like they there's a couple scenes where they're like dancing around a fire. I think there it was like the slaves are all dancing and then they started like making out and crap. And then there was the funeral of the uh the uncle's son, his eldest. Like that whole scene was crazy, but w- what's like through all of that, like half of them are like butt naked and they're just dancing around. Like I I feel like most films don't do that. Right. Yeah. And it just like it it pulled you into like Dude, this is Vikings. This is trippy. This is... It felt authentic. Like, it felt like Vikings. It felt awesome. I noticed that that scene in particular felt inspired by the original 1973 Wicker Man, which is a... Which which seems right up Robert uh, Eggers' alley. It's a, you know, kind of a folktale. It's not Scandinavia. It's like North English, but it's this island, and they are a cult, Mm -hmm. and they are... They have... They're pagans, so they've got this this like may uh, the maypole, and they're like naked women dancing around the maypole, singing a song about being fertile. So it's like they're doing these rituals and like jumping over a fire. It's it's all about like it, it seems very drawn from that um, very very from that old primitive idea of flames and uh, fertility and doing you know songs and performing rituals to improve the harvest, whether it be a harvest of people, new little babies for the Vikings to fight with, or food. Well, I wonder, I wonder, like, being an actor, like, doing those scenes, do you think they have to, like, do them a ton of times, like, to get them right? Like, how do you get oh, a yeah. mindset? Yeah. If, you, yeah. if you've got those long tracking shots, it takes a long time. Because you got to reset. If somebody in the background screws up, you got to do it again. And you mm-hmm. can't cut around it. It's, it's one long shot. So you've got to reset everybody and, and and reset the camera equipment, reset the people, and do it again. And if there's like big, you know, explosions and stuff, like it, like you have to reset all of that. It can get expensive. And like they they were using real fire. Let's like, there's not, there might be. I think there's a touch of CG when at the end when they're fighting in the volcano. But for the most part, the fires and stuff are not CG. Like when they light the village on fire. Oh yeah, that's and, just like a real village. That they and, not and, a real village, but a thing they built. And when they do that, they're also on like a time. It's like we have to film this before this thing burns down. We have. I watch the special features. They're like, okay, we have an hour and a half, and this thing's going down. So yeah. we got to get this now. That's insane. That's yeah. why I like the ones that they have because they. I, I'm assuming they did it pro- right probably the first time because like it's very like light on fire, and then later when they do the final stuff, it's like very Whoa. on fire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, better safe than sorry. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because it's like, remember, you know how when Michael Myers kills all the firefighters? Yeah, that house they burned that house down. Huh. And they had like, okay, we have like an hour to burn, like to film Michael Myers killing the firefighters before this house burns down. Yeah, or else you'd have to reset and rebuild the darn thing. Like it, it's that's nuts. insane. And especially that for that, that's a they used that house in the last movie, so it's like you can't just use a different house to burn down. You've got to rebuild the thing. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. And for an epic, the Northman is paced extremely well. Oh, yeah. So, like, if you compare it to, like, Gladiator and Braveheart, those are, like, three-hour, three-plus-hour movies. The Northman is a little over two hours. Yep. But, like, the setup— It's, like, one thirty. Yeah, the setup is done at, like, 45 minutes, mm-hmm. which is really crazy for this. Because the setup is—I mean, the setup's very interesting. So then you've got, like— the middle part where all it's just all very interesting and paced so well yeah just there's there's no fat on this bone no it's great no everything was done perfectly 
there was no extra crap that's, that wasn't needed. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't disagree. At all. I mean, and all the stuff he did to like just weaken his uncle's army was just fantastic. He just, you know, one night he killed some, and then one night he just poisons their food. Like it's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, dude, the uh, the night where he, they're like, uh, the uncle has the was the witch or the sorcerer in his area um, praying to the gods because there's a demon killing people, and she's sacrificing a servant, oh, and, and then they, the uncle leaves and then comes back and it the servant was switched out with the, the sorcerer and she's just there. Like, I think there was two bodies. She was, she was like trapped over the fire or something while like there was, there was hanging... another dead one hanging, dripping. Over yeah. Her. That was, that was awesome. I was like, Oh my God, that's badass. <laughs> it's, it's kind of, it's got those, in- those great intense moments where, where they, the production design really goes all out, which was a big point. The, it, it, there was a very big point in getting the, the Viking look, and the, all the clothing and, and stuff, right? Because there's oh, not yeah. actually a lot of written stuff from that era. No. Kind of all they have to go on is like, well, a sword was depicted like this on on a shield. So I guess that's what their swords look like. Because they don't have like any, they don't really have any intact from this period. Because it's like 900 AD. Yeah. It was, like, about, it was the 10th century, I think they and said. They're like, they're pretty low tech. So like, it's also pretty easy just to recreate it as best as possible. Because it's not like Rome where you have to build like, you know, all the palaces and stuff. It's like, yeah, they, I mean, Vikings lived in mud huts. Yeah, like, it's a mud hut. Yeah, they lived in these little huts. Well, what I found interesting, right? We have nothing. You've been saying this, right? We have nothing from that time period. So this story, the only written piece, the, the latest written piece we have of this legend was like the 12th century and it was in Latin. So it's not like nowhere near the time period. So it was oh, all no. passed down by word until the 12th century. Oh yeah. So yeah, like it's one of those like telephone games of that. Yeah, exactly. Legend. They, they worked with like, you know, scholars on it to get all this stuff exactly right. And I, I think it comes, comes across like that. Looks great. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, so for du- Dukes or Nukes? Oh, definitely Duke. Hundred percent Duke. Yeah, I I think um, I was I was gonna say this might be the best thing we watched, but I don't know because Princess Bride is just so different. Well, they're yeah, they're just two completely different yeah. things. Personally, I would say I would put this over the Princess Bride. I I agree with but that. They I mean, are they're different. both fantastic. Well, I don't. We didn't watch anything bad this week either. That's the thing. Like this is one of those movies where I don't. Some sometimes I can see where it's like oh you could take this out like where where. The movie could be done better, like the Seven Seals. We yeah, exactly. About. There was there exactly. was some stuff that could be done better. I I don't see how this movie could be done any better. Same thing with Princess Bride. I don't see a way to do it better. No, that's I guess going right into Princess Bride. Um, just just like they say in that book, it has everything. It's got every. It's got romance. It's got action. Andre it's, the Giant. It's got Andre the Giant throwing big rocks. <laughs> Yes, sir. Sorry, I, I was playing with my hair. <laughs> Everyone's just staring at me. Uh, but no, I, I love the fact that he's like reading and narrating the novel. And it just, it really does feel like a novel. Like the whole movie does. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's not trying to be realistic. It's, it's trying to be a fantasy novel. And it was. Well, and this is also the first movie we've all watched. Yeah. Collectively. Bef- yeah. Before this. Yes. We we had all seen this previously. The Northman being the first that well, I guess Seventh Seal being the first that none of us have seen. Yeah, that that storybook feel of Princess Bride is 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 really great, and I really love the the sets and everything. Really make it feel like that's the only thing in the world. Like it, anything outside of what 
we're shown or what is mentioned doesn't exist. Like that first shot of the 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 little farm where Buttercup and Wesley live. It's like that is the only farm for like little peasants in the world. Well, it's, it's just that one. What it feels like, all those scenes, it feels like we're reading a picture book, you know, like the pop-up books. Yeah. And oh, yeah. every scene just like pops up and like that's that page and then you turn to the next and then you have this next beautiful scene and then yeah. like the 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 boat uh with the eels in the water yes it feels like a little toy boat yeah when it's shown in the wide shot it feels like a little toy boat and it's like that's fun yeah, like I mean, it, it's it's a standard movie for like you know it's just you gotta go save the princess yeah, yeah. It, it just but it does such a good job of i i, I used to play with like little playmobil figures when i was a kid and like I had like a little castle and I would set up scenes and stuff. And this is probably the closest movie that comes, uh, that comes close to evoking that feeling of childhood bewilderment over medieval fantasy. Cause there, there are other medieval movies like the stuff we watched and um, just other stuff that focus on certain aspects. But the princess bride really has that, it touches, it touches feel. everything. Yes, and you've got the castle. You've got horse riding. You've got sword fighting. You've got magic. You've got all of the things. you got a big, strong guy. Big, strong guy. you got a guy who's smart, but he's kind of stupid because you can think better than him. you got fire swamp with big rodents and pitfalls and just shoots up fire randomly. That's cool. And the giant rats. Yeah. Yeah, those are good The time. practical giant rats and the big, the big uh, life machine that sucks your life out. Yeah, like <laughs> that's... I I don't know the logic behind that. I don't care. That like, is something like they got it plugged to like his ears and his nipples, and that's it just sucks the life out of him. A secret torture chamber? Yes, please put in that in my movie. In a tree. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Awesome. The tree just ran. It just opens with a door. That's dope. <laughs> that's where is that secret knot? I can't find it. Yeah, honestly, I don't even know if I have a lot to even say on the Prince Bride because like it's just, a just good watch movie. it, man. Yeah, it's go so it. good. Oh, it's a class. It it. I mean, it deserves its classic, its its classic status, and it is. I mean, I I, I had to get it, give it a ten out of ten because I just don't think there's anything wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'd one hundred percent agree. I, I I think if you're in the mood for this type of movie, absolutely. And I think yeah. anybody can relate to this movie and have a good time. But is the, is there a mood where you're not feeling this type of movie? I feel like I can always watch this type. That's of movie. it's it it it's is just a it's good like a comfort feeling. food kind of thing. I mean, unless yeah. you want to watch, I'm, the only way is if you just want to watch something dark. Yeah, and yeah. That, that's why you just watch the Northman, I guess. But, yeah, fair, fair enough. But I'd still probably rank the Northman over the Princess Bride, just since there's just so much more effort that was put into it. Even though the Princess Bride's just so iconic. Yeah, I mean, I, was, I, I might change my mind in five minutes. I don't know. That's, yeah, that's they're just so different. Yeah, I mean, the Princess Bride certainly has a lot of effort. It's just, I mean, different different time when it was made. Yeah, that's true. And they were going, you know, very different styles. Oh yeah, very very different styles. They had to get that old man to read that book. That was probably hard for him, you know? Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, they I... had to deal with that little kid. Yeah. Honestly, I think the, the less said about the Princess Bride, the better. Yeah, because you like, just experience like, it. Yeah, yeah, and it's most a lot of little moments that just kind of add up. It's more than the sum of its whole, but it's all those little moments that, that create... Oh, it's very scene-based. I, I, mean, like, I mean, like, everybody can just pick out, like... 10 scenes that if they've seen the Prince of Bar and just be like, oh, that scene was great. You know, like, right. Hey, look, right. he flips the drinks and he goes inconceivable. That's funny. Or like, <laughs> you know, Andre the Giant throws a rock or, you know, he look, he's a, he's a, like a big wizard thing or something. <laughs> or. Hello, my name is Nico Montoya. 
Yeah, exactly. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's like one of the most iconic lines of all time. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, there's just so many just classic parts of that movie. Yeah, that is a, that's an easy duke. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Easy, easy duke. 100%. Blaine, are you ready to talk about House of the Dragon? Dude, I'm ready. We'll do, we'll do some light spoilers in case Will does want to watch it. So for well the whole sh- so the whole show is uh it's you know it starts out with you know the the first couple episodes because they switch a lot of the actors because there's a lot of time jumps okay so the first five actors they have a lot of like like the main girl is named Rhaenyra and uh, she's the daughter of King Viserys and there's a couple of other young actors but it's like you know it's her as a kid when she gets you know named heir because her mom dies in childbirth um there's a lot of brutal birth scenes in the show by the way oh. Yay. Yeah. yeah, they're they're brutal, man. Because like in the in the first episode, the king's like, because uh, his wife's about to give birth, and because he, uh, he wants like a son, you know, to be the the heir, and um the 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 mother's having a hard time giving birth. It's like, well, you know, we can try to save the baby or the mom, and the king has to make like a really hard decision. You know, it's like, well, I love my wife, but I we have to just try to get a son, you know, just for like the the sake of the kingdom, and then they both end up dying. Oh, yeah. And then after that, the king has a heart-to-heart with his daughter on basically saying, you will be the heir. But a lot of people are like, no. 20 years go by, and the king is like, he is just struggling health-wise. Like, he lives a long time, like, for medieval, but he just is, he just degrades the entire show. It's fantastic. The guy who plays the king, people say he did the best performance in the whole show. And, yeah, it's it's a whole... It, it's very confusing, but it's I, a whole, I don't yeah. know. I have no... I. Basically, I have no idea. I, I still have no idea what, what the setup of the show is. Well, it's who's going to be the next ruler. Right. Of what? The Westeros, the, the whole kingdom. Oh, okay. So there's seven kingdoms. you got the Targaryens at the top ruling. Like, it's a royal bloodline. They've been ruling for hundreds of years. And there's turmoil right now because the next in line is a queen, which is, on like, never happened before. And then she goes... Marries her second cousin and has bastards, and now we've got bastards in line to the throne, which is also not cool. Yeah, which which you can't admit. And the king's like, no, those are my true grandchildren. Oh. And if anyone says it, they're that's treason. So it so basically, the season one ends. The king eventually dies in like episode eight. Sure. And then episode nine to ten, the last two episodes, they they're like they set up of you know because Rhaenyra isn't there at the time. She's off at like. Uh, another part and um, by this time she they fake kill the uh, her gay husband and she marries her uncle with the king's brother because they're in love with each other which is common with the Targaryens yeah incest is common that's common with royal royal people you keep it in the family yeah Yeah. so the when the king dies uh, his daughter who's supposed to be queen isn't there and all the people who support her are not there so the current queen, like the uh, the king's, the king who died, uh, his wife and uh, her dad, who was the hand of the king, they're like, let's get your son to be the king immediately. So they claim a new king, which is one of her kids. Well, right before that, so when the king dies, his last words to his wife was like something like, uh, I forget what it was exactly. It was something like, you know what you have to do or something. Right, but it was he was talking about a prophecy and not actually saying... I want my son, her son, or their son. They don't. They, he still wanted the queen to be his daughter to be queen, 
but the way he worded the prophecy made it sound like he wanted his son to be king. So what do you like about this show? Because I'm still not quite following the plot, but like what, what makes it good? Well, the acting's fantastic, Okay, one. The action is fantastic, when there is action. It doesn't rely on the action. Okay. It, it relies on the political turmoil. Okay, interesting. The main pull of this show is who's going to cross the next person next? Who can you trust? And a lot with Game of Thrones, who should you even root for? Mm-hmm. Because... Should you root for Rhaenyra, who is technically given the heir to the throne, but she has her bastard children? Or should you root for the girl who made her way up to the top with the new king, and her children are legitimate heirs, but, you know, she's being a little sleazy about it. Mm. And you have to pick a side, and then both sides do bad things to each other to where you can make arguments for either one, and then it's just, it doesn't even, because... And in this universe, people just die all the time. Yeah. Like, any main character can just go at any moment, which which does happen a few times. Okay. Um, and it, it's, it just sets up this giant scale war at the end. So, like, the end of season one is pretty much, there's the new king, and Rhaenyra and her side, they're going to have to fight to see who's going to be on top. Yeah, because Rhaenyra still says, But they don't I fight at the end of the season? Well, I mean, not really, no. No, season one sets up. There's, they don't rely on the fights. All right, the see, that's my problem with... Game of Thrones. It sounds like there's just tons and tons and tons of setup and not the, a lot of there payoff, is or they, they flood the payoff. There is, but they do it well. And then when I wouldn't even say they do setup. a good job of because it does. You know, this guy is the king, and the season two is going to be her fighting the new king. Yeah, but it's set up to see fighting. Like, yeah, but I mean, it might not all be fighting though. That's the thing. I don't know. It, yeah, it just it it, it the way just we, sounds yeah. like it's it sounds like totally not my thing. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it is what it is, but if you watch it, it just does it so well that you can you just, it's just fun to watch. Okay. It, it's really well done. Yeah, I, it's, I think it's fantastic, because it's just, it's just so good of how they just write all these characters, and they just pick the perfect actors to play them, and they're not doing as many time jumps season two, because like, they have to just set up all these new characters, but I don't think it is all set up. <laughs> it's, it's not all set up, though. Okay. Like they, they new obviously- characters is not set up? Well, I mean, they have to set up because it's a new show. The it's not like a later season, season is a setup, right? The first episode should be the setup. Yeah, but here's the thing: Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, first season's a setup. That sucked. That just sucked. This they set up the whole first season was a setup, but I wasn't mad. They, they still do things. I still as, felt good about it. They still do things as they set them up because they, they do the time jumps and time passes. So it's like. This happened in the past, and all these things happened. And now we're going to jump a little bit, and it's like, here's this, and then we're going to do all this about it. And now we're doing this, and we're going to do that. So it, it continues to flow, and they do a good job at like just introducing all these new elements as they take they take old elements out, and they put new ones in. I don't know. Maybe I'll try it. It, it, I, it does not sound exciting to me if at you, all. If you watch, watch two episodes, give it a chance, maybe. And all if right. you don't after two episodes, I mean, it's leagues ahead it. of Rings of Power. Okay. Yeah, leagues I'll, ahead. I will watch two episodes this week and report back next week. Ooh, okay. Cool. It's honestly just hard to explain. It, it, it is. <laughs> really? Real. I didn't get that at all. Well, okay, so at the beginning when we were watching, because we, we've talked about um, the show throughout our podcasts, and I remember at the beginning when we watched the first couple episodes, I was like, dude, I, I know where this is going because I looked at the bloodline. I knew that she was going to get married to her uncle. Oh, that's what that's, that's okay. what that was. I was like, I knew it was going to happen. But like, even though I knew it didn't get there the way I thought it was. 
Like she still got married to her second cousin, which I was like, wait a second, what's going on? And then um Oh, they fake kill him. Yeah. That was great. And then and then the uncle gets married to his nephew or not nephew, niece. Well, just a Valerian like house person. Yeah. And then she dies and then they fake kill the second cousin and then oh, it's just crazy. It, how everything was set up is just insane. I'm just rambling now. <sighs> okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, Blaine, we're done. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll watch it. Yeah. I'll watch a couple episodes. A lot was said here. This, we, we can move on. But you're do, you really, want, do you want Blaine to talk about it more? I'm, I'm really not looking forward to watching this. No, this you don't have miserable. to watch it. You don't have to watch it. It's great, though. I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it. But from what you're describing, it sounds like something I'm going to hate. That's fair. So we'll see. I don't know why. You, I, do I, it for I the think, podcast. Personally, I think you would like it. But I don't know. I don't I could know. Maybe it's just the way you're describing it. It yeah. probably is. It We're not doing awful. a good job. You need to watch it and describe it better. That's okay. the goal here. Sure. <laughs> okay. Now that that train wreck is done. Um, <laughs> House of Dragon, Duke. Period. Go watch it. Okay, Blaine. Trivia and facts. <laughs> okay. Cool. Sorry. Cool. Okay. So I got, I got some. I don't have a lot of trivia, but I do have some trivia for Princess Bride. So we'll start with that. Shall we? They were really crappy trivia. Like it was like, um, what snack is next to the kid's bed at the beginning? Oh, I don't care for this. Doritos. At all. <laughs> it was Cheetos. Damn it! That was my second guess. <laughs> it was so dumb. Okay, well here are my three questions. Damn it! I was like, I said Cheetos. Ah. Oh. Okay, ready, ready, ready. Got the, the, gr- the grandson's um, bedroom. What was the color of the clock? I don't care. <laughs> what? I'm not answering. Yeah, that. it was so dumb. What? It was green. By Blaine, the way. come on, dude. They were crappy, dude. You have one job. It's. I'm not making <laughs> these questions. I'm not gonna sit there through the whole movie and make. Okay, you just want tr- like. Facts. Well, I, I, I already did facts. say, but you did win. I just want you. to <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, that's not my fault. You could give the best trivia question ever, and I don't think it. I don't think it could outdo the badness of what color was the clock. <laughs> <laughs> I put that in there because it was so freaking bad. That's what all the questions were. Oh my god. Okay, who plays the narrator of the story? The, the the grandfather. That's a good question. That's a good question. I don't know it, but that's a good question. That's a great question. That's a good question. Yeah, I know. You I'm put good the Doritos at trivia. The clock question. I'm, I'm good at trivia. Trivia. No. You can't even say the word. <laughs> well, there's a reason why you do the shittiest question and the best question. It's why don't called you just, what's that contrast. Re- oh, well, well, why don't you just ask three good questions? Because there wasn't three good questions. Make up your own questions. You can't yeah, tell me. But I, I did this 30 what? minutes before I got Blaine, here, man. Maybe Blaine, don't do that. Blaine, Blaine, Blaine. You said there were 300 questions. <laughs> They were all shit. They were all like the green, like so the clock. So you're telling me there were 296 other questions that were worse than the clock. And the Cheetos. No, I told you I got Doritos. you. Doritos. I, I told no, you. No, I guessed Doritos, I but they were I told you Cheetos. I got you the worst question. That was the worst one out of the 300. Oh, For okay. a reason. I, I, I did it because. Hey, Will, you want to go back to that. House of the Dragon? Oh, no. God. <laughs> all right. Stop it. Stop. Okay. The, the answer to who plays the narrator, narrator is um Peter... Um, Falk. Peter Falk. I don't know that guy. He's in a lot. Okay. Character so, actor. Like? Yeah. Uh, let me pull him up because I had him. <laughs> He's in so much. Oh, my God. Stop <laughs> it. Um, I already mm. found him. He's in Columbia. Movie. He's in Murder by Death. He's Reception in Murder. The Princess Bride. He's in Undisputed. He's in a lot of things. He, the la- he Wings died. Wings of Desire. He died in 2011. He's in Next. What's that button do? Which which one? I was gonna push. I was just I was just reading it because I'm assuming I was gonna. I was I, I'm assuming what Blaine says next is gonna be stupid. 
Is that a is it a Damn, boo button? I, I no, I don't have you. a boo button programmed. What are, should, the, what are the buttons do? They play little sounds. But what what are one's the clap? But what one is clap. One is ha ha has. One is a rim shot, and one is ching for money. I can't hear it, but I'll. Uh, I I'll heard see. it. It went. <laughs> <laughs> I hate all of you. <laughs> Let's just. I should just like sit back. Yeah. <laughs> Blaine, say the clock thing again. We'll push the laugh. Um, in the grandson's bedroom, what color is the clock, Will? Green. <laughs> oh, good job. Oh. God, I hate my life right now. All right. Then I push the audience I don't, for I don't me. even want to say the next question. <laughs> like, I'm scared. You're just going to shit on me. <laughs> All right. Prince Humperdinck can track a blank on a cloudy day. Falcon. Good. Good job, Will. That's a good question. I'm proud of you. I'm telling you, all the other questions were shit. Next time you do questions, it's not my so job. I can shit on you. Um, anyways, <laughs> you're literally the trivia guy. It says right, it in the intro. I, I got some facts though. Th those were like the only trivia questions I could find. Like they're crap. Um, so we're just not going to do trivia questions. We're going to give you trivia. You ready? The Humperdinck's castle is an actual castle, but what they had to do, it, it was a castle built by William the Conqueror um, for his illegitimate son. And it doesn't look that cool in real life, so they they were like doing like adding uh, fake spires and whatnot to make it look good. Oh, that's cool. Okay, yeah. And so it's an actual castle, but they did stuff to it to make it look. It's a castle that they spiced up. Yeah, because in real life, if you go to it, they say like it looks like crap. <laughs> oh, there really was a Dread Pirate Roberts, like that's a real pirate. Oh yeah, um, who operated in the uh, Caribbean in the 18th century. Oh, okay. And he's apparently known to be one of the better, like, the best pirates. Not best, but notorious. Like Blackbeard yeah. and stuff? Yeah, Neat. like up there with Blackbeard. Oh. Uh, he's also known as um, Black Bart. Good work, Blaine. Thank you. Well, I'm... that's only one movie. Are you ready for the next? Yeah, let's hurry this up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any more trivia. I just have facts now. So um, let's go into the seventh seal. So um, the, the director, I believe, In Ingmar Bergam. Bergman. Thank you. Um, he credited the film to, uh, for helping him overcoming his crippling fear of death. Did you know that? No, I knew that he was he struggled with Should have watched religion. The Seventh Seal. Yeah. What'd I say? No, I, I know. What? <laughs> I'm so confused. I know. <laughs> I'm lost. Sorry. I'm getting over the 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 pain of the clock question. Um the last two minutes of the film um were pure improv improv. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what else do I have on that? The actors have played the the whole final. The actors have played the whole final scene when. Uh, so that was in I, that was in the church, right? No, I'm trying to remember what the final scene was. Wasn't it? Was it the um, the family? Yeah, I, I think so. It was saying they were outside. I think. Okay. Okay. Cool. Oh, picture of the green clock. Yeah, it's very a picture nice. of the green Thank clock. You. Oh. you know the clock that's next to all. The problem is that guy's got so much shit on his wall. Yeah. How, yeah. Are you supposed to, how the, the heck are you supposed to know? That's, that's why I put it in there. It's <laughs> such a He's bad question. He's got posters and shelves with a bunch of bobbleheads. Oh, my God. See, the good questions that you said, good trivia, we haven't talked about again at all. And we keep talking about the clock. You know why? Because it was good trivia, bitch. No. Yeah. Nah. Blaine, you're getting a little vulgar. You need, temp, you need time back. I'm sorry. Good trivia, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Are we 
we done? Okay, all right. Are we done all with right, this? Can I, can let's I, are, just I'm, let's Nick's explain segment. Let's move on so he's okay. not in charge anymore. Oh my god. Well, okay. The one I, thing I'm I did sorry, want do to you say have about anything else prepared. The one thing I did want to uh, talk about the Northman, which I, I thought was cool, was that that funeral that that whole scene that we talked about with like uh, the servant dying when the the son died uh-huh. in the boat. That was based off an actual uh, a funeral in the 10th century of Russ funeral, the of a Russ funeral in particular, the, the words um, of the, like the, I think it was the servant um, was like word from word that was documented. I, I thought that was cool. Like that it was based cool. off an that actual is, funeral. That is neat. That, that is, is neat. cool. And there was so much cool stuff in the Northmen, like the, the sorcerer um, holding the preserved head, you know how, like, that whole scene where he's holding that? Yeah, thing? yeah. So that is based off of a uh, legend or a myth of Odin. He had a servant, like, his right-hand man was Mimur. Mimur, I think is the word. Anyways, um, Odin's rival gods killed Mimur, cut off his head. So you have um, stories and legends of Odin holding Mimur's head while doing prophecies and stuff. So oh, it's interesting. based off that, like okay. Odin. That's a good fact. Yay. I'm yeah. telling Northman was the awesome. I'll give you the applause button for that, Blaine. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um and then we, we talked about okay, the that's legend. Applause. <laughs> uh, we talked about the legend. Um it was Emleth. That was the actual name of the legend. Yeah. That was the Lion King was based off of and all that other stuff. And that that that's what this was based off of. We talked about okay, Kimba so the, the director is Robert Eagers. Um, yeah. And then, okay, so this is the the last thing here on the Northman. Just to sum it up here, okay, uh, to finish it off. So <laughs> one, one more. I thought this was kind of sad. Like, uh, so the budget was sixty five million. Uh huh. The film only grossed sixty nine million. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, on video and stuff, it'll it'll do well. Yeah, I'm hoping. I mean, it was. I, I contributed. I rented it. So. I did too. I bought it. I bought it physically. So hopefully, I watched it illegally. Yeah. We know. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Anyways, that that was my last thing. We'll, if Robert Eggers we'll never makes a movie on, again, I'm blaming did you. Jack. <laughs> well, did you um the uh in, in the Northman? Did they like suffer a loss when the, all those props were destroyed though in the burning building? I don't know if they suffered a lot, but it, that's probably why they went over budget. Yeah, because in 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 the giant hall that they burned down, they had the green clock from the Princess Bride. <laughs> <laughs> They lost their Cheetos too. That was the only food they had on set. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to bring it back. All right, next I, time I'm, I wanna... not, I'm not bringing any cr- dumb trivia next time. I thought it would be funny to laugh at how bad that trivia was, but now you're just giving me so much shit. <laughs> no, it would have been funny if it was the only one. But after, after the crippling Doritos question, I kind of just <laughs> cried. That, that was the problem. You gave us two. Dang it. Okay. I and won't you do were two so excited time. about it too. You're like, get ready for this, and I was like. Okay, <laughs> and then we googled it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that <laughs> that, that clock that's that, in the that classic scene." <laughs> All right. Anyways, though, the Northmen, that stuff was really cool. There was so much trivia on that that I, oh, I yeah. probably could have done the whole podcast on that. Like that, that was awesome. I kind of want to watch the special features. Very, they're very cool. Well, Blaine, if you're ever in a situation where there's only one good movie with good trivia, you can only do that one. Okay, from now on. We'll we can update that. your contract. Okay, thank you. Okay, now that we've done with trivia and facts, we've talked about everything. Uh, some things better than others. Um, we're going to move into the next section, which is 
what we watching or www.watching because woo, watching woo, is woo, twice. Woo. Will, go first. You seem excited. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I am. So the, the first thing I got is Toby Hooper, director of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. I, had, I had written here triple feature, but I actually ended up watching four of his movies. That's a quad feature. Yeah, it is. Uh, Poltergeist. Absolute classic. Mm-hmm. Absolute classic. Loved it, loved it, loved Blaine, it. Blaine, you would not like that. No, I think Blaine would. Would he? Dude, it's a, like, it's... Spooky ghost? Well, it's not that spooky. I mean, it's rated PG. Or possible ghost. I don't know, but they got, like, they got... I the way they used <laughs> The way that the ghosts are, like, puppets that they do, like, optical effects on to give them, like, a ghostly look. And I love that. Does it look like, like, can you... Like definitely puppets. I don't know. Like like animated puppets kind of make it scarier. I mean, <laughs> I, I can tell they're puppets, but it's a puppet that's. But they're designed. not trying to make it. No, it's a, a puppet, puppet that it, it's a ghost. That the way they executed it was a puppet. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's Poltergeist, which is an absolute classic. Life Force, which had the the intended title of Space Vampires, which is where. Uh, so basically, they 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 there's a mission. To investigate Haley's Comet, and they find Ooh. some naked bodies there, and they bring them back to Earth. Oopsies, they're vampires from space. <laughs> and they suck souls out of people. It's nuts. Um, and then I watched The Fun House, which didn't really stick with me, but then I watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. Whoa, more chainsaws? Wow. But it's like a black comedy. It's awesome. Oh, really? It is awesome. The, the climax takes place in. Texas Battleland, which is like it's like a broken down amusement park. That's where like the cannibal family has moved, and he, they're like winning food competitions for their chili. Ooh, <laughs> that, oh, that no. they put people. In. They've been killing and yeah. putting them in the chili. And Dennis Hopper plays like a relative of the people that died in the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and he buys a bunch of chainsaws and just and goes for them. It's it's great. Oh. I really love Texas Chainsaw too. Yeah, because I guess the first movie just like it literally just ends with the dude with the chainsaw just waving it in the street. Yes. So nothing really is resolved with right. the family. Oh, right. That's cool. It's so it's, so basically that story has been like covered up. Okay. So they're like they're they're free, um, but they use this amusement park when there's like bodies hanging up and stuff. Oh, it is it's great. That I would I would recommend. I think you I think we could actually like really enjoy that if we did that one like next Ooh. year or something. We do like a sequel sequel week. Yeah. If we live that long. Well, if, one, if once we I actually start building up a resume of movies that I've seen, we can start actually watching the sequels and stuff. <laughs> you're you're, you're I'm getting, getting there. there, man. You're getting there. I'm getting there. Sequel to Clockwork Orange. Green Clockwork Orange. A Clockwork Green. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta hate you <laughs> <laughs> um, every then, time I watch The Princess Bride I'm just gonna see that we're gonna house. see yep, that clock yep, now see yep, yep. <laughs> oh my god alright everyone go watch The Princess Bride and look for that clock <laughs> um, next thing I watched was the Amityville Horror which is exactly what I wanted from a possessed house movie the walls bleed uh, there's some buggies like some like flies getting in the window and they're like what's going on here it's it's great i realized i love shots where something bursts out of the ground in slow motion um like where where it bursts out of like dirt in slow motion but then they use like a colored gel light so it's like shot in like red or like blue and it's just like whether it be like a column 
just busting out of the ground or like a hand or whatever. But I, I, I just, I love that stuff. And yeah, it was great. So if you want like a spooky, like the house, yeah. the, the people move into the house and the house is like, get out of the house. It's great. It's like, exactly what I wanted. Like I didn't Monster realize. House. I thought it was a classic. I didn't realize. It's got 30% on, 20, on Rotten Tomatoes. I did not realize that. So I was watching it. I was like, yeah, this is like an absolute classic. And then I looked it up after. And For only 30% of people. People are very split on it. And I was like, what? Like, it, 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 you know, not quite exorcist territory, but like one of the best horror movies of the 70s, I would say. Hmm. I dug it. And then last thing, David Lynch's Lost Highway. So I, I, I just I love that Lynch invents his style from the ground up using the three S's of cinema, story, sight, and sound. So he, he cranks his style to the max in Lost Highway. It's one of his most ambiguous works, but you always know that every inch of every frame is exactly what he wants you to see. Ooh. Every, everything feels so purposeful. And, and that, that's just what amazes me about his films are the amount of control he had over them. And, and just the way he shoots scenes is different than everybody else. Like when he shoots people in a car instead of, you know, normally shooting through a windshield or driver's side window, he splits the difference and shoots in like a car's blind spot. Yeah. Obviously, they get rid of the bar there, but like it's just something it gives it a whole different feel. And he has he has a lot of like dialogue scenes where it'll play in a wide shot and the actors will speak slowly and pause before responding to give it like a dreamy feel. It is, it's wonky and I love it. It is, I would, I would, I mean, I would say he's like a modern day, like Picasso or Michelangelo. Like he is just, he is a pure artist. I love him. All these movies that you watch, do you buy them? Lost Highway. Yeah. Lost Highway came out on, from Criterion Collection on 4K this, this month. So I, I picked that up. How many movies do you buy? Like weekly? My weekly? Well, so, um, not that many. Not that many. I only get, I'm only getting like new releases now. I've got kind of like, I've got everything that like I need to have. You got the collection. Yeah. Um, so if, if new stuff comes out, I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. Um, but I've got about 350 in my collection right now. You, you talk about the 4K releases mm-hmm. and you, I know you have some of the Blu-rays probably before you get the 4K. What do you do with all the other movies? Some, sometimes I do. Yeah, some, sometimes I do upgrade, like Poltergeist, I did upgrade from a blue, in, an old 2009 Blu-ray to the new 4K came out this year. So I upgrade that. I, I will just trade in those old ones to half-price books. Oh, nice. And they'll just give you cash for them. So Heck somebody yeah. else can enjoy, enjoy those them. movies, and, and I, get, I get some cash, and I just upgrade. Yeah. But I only do that for stuff that I think like needs it. Like Poltergeist has a lot of like um, light lighting effects, so 4K has HDR. So the the colors is I'm really a stickler for like proper colors in a film and, and something looking the way the director intended. And I so I love that. And an OLED just shows you exactly how it's how, how it's depicted in a 4K is, is the closest we get to 35 millimeter has a resolution of about 6K. So a 4K disc with HDR is almost like watching a 35 millimeter print of a film in your house uh child's play i watched child's play 4k in looks incredible hmm. oh my god it looks incredible and on on, on the oled work it it's perfect black there's like night scenes and it's just black and there's like lightning flashing it's beautiful mm-hmm. beautiful stuff hmm. and i like supporting that because it, it takes a lot of effort and i just like i like physical cool. media and the special features and stuff 
Cool stuff. Lane, you'd be happy. I held back a green clock joke. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm proud of you, Jack. No, I mean, uh, we already made fun of me or like a lot, so just milk it. Okay. How does on the OLED? That's me milking. How does a green clock, dude? It's so green. <laughs> it's the greenest clock I've ever seen. Wow. <laughs> God, we, you didn't even talk about the uh, the comment I made while we were watching the movie. I don't even remember that. Oh, that yeah. was the chalices. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I was just talking about earlier. When that's I was, oh, what you were the, talking the dumb about. comment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to get a, a dumb comment board and just yeah. put all my dumb comments on it. We can throw it on a website, too. Yeah. Well, the only funny part is that you've seen the movie. We had all seen it, but it's just funny that, like, the it's like, dude, wait five minutes. You'll find out. I know. It's the scene where, the scene where Wesley is... Uh, confronting Vizina, Vizini and they've got the two wine glasses and Wesley poisons one and before Wesley even grabs the glasses it just the scene starts and Blaine sees the two chalices and just goes doesn't he poison both of those <laughs> we're, we're just like dude wait a second you'll find out <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's no it. comment I'm, I'm, I'm done <laughs> Goddamn green clock <laughs> All right, all right. Blaine, uh, what did you Blaine, watch? What did you watch? Are we going to what I watched? Okay, so I uh, I love Outlander, so I started the sixth season of that. Uh, I only watched one episode, but I'm excited. I I was like, it doesn't come out on Netflix for like another year, but I was like, screw it, I'm gonna buy it. So I bought <laughs> it, and I'm gonna probably finish that this week. Um, love that show. And then I uh, went through a whole season of. Uh... I know we're gonna go Better Call Saul. Yay! Yeah, hey, so I, I did like that? I like ten se- ten episodes um, of Better Call Saul. So it's so good. It's so good. I'm on season two, so stuff is You're starting. On season to, three. You I'm start- on the last episode of season two. Because oh. I think I watched. Um, I think I was on the last episode of season one when I started this week. So I watched ten episodes. So did you watch anything else, Blaine? Um, I think Master Chef. Uh, I did watch the Master Chef, but I know what Jack wants me to say. So <laughs> oh, I um, forgot. I would have. I would have forgot if you didn't. Oh, say okay, it. Jack. So came over for game night and made a comment about a movie, and I was like, I don't know what that means. And he was like, It was from this movie, and I was like, I've never seen this movie before. Um, would you like to say the movie? We Lane watched? has never seen the uh, the original SpongeBob movie. What? Dude, I, 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 know. I know. Dude, that's like one of the first movies I saw. In the, I remember seeing that in the theater in 2004. It was great. Yeah. It's such it's, a good movie. It's a good movie. I enjoyed it. I really did. And we watched it, and he loved it. Yeah. No, it was a great time. We, we bought it on my voodoo, so I can watch it again. And good again. for you. I know. It, it was good. Now I can say, because like there are so many memes from that movie that I didn't know yeah, were man. from that movie. It's all just really well written. Yeah, like, that is just a good movie. That's that is the ending of Steven, Good SpongeBob. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that was good. It's like the first four or three seasons, and then the movie, and then you're done. Right? It, it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was a good time. I'm glad we watched it. Because what what was the line you made? It was like crossing the line. You won't last ten seconds or something. Oh yeah, it was. Like, I you won't ten last ten seconds of the county line because every time Blaine says twelve, I go twelve, and, then, <laughs> and he's like, "Why do you say that?" And I'm like. Spongebob movie played. <laughs> I've seen it now. There you go. There you go. Green clock? No, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> we what? Had a, we had a pause, what? so we had to bring it back in. Sorry. We forgot so about the clock. So you just say green clock. <laughs> yeah. You don't say anything about no it. No context. <laughs> we all get it. 
Okay, what'd you watch, Jack? God dang it. Uh, <laughs> I watched, I rewatched Top Gun this week because I wanted to watch Top Gun. Ooh. So good. I love I, Top Gun. I've never seen that one. Fun it's time. a good, it's a good time. Okay. A yeah. movie that Blaine's seen that Will hasn't? Yeah. Wow. That's a, I'm, sh- I'm inserting just... a shock emoji. <gasps> yeah, that was the noise of the emoji. <laughs> it's just my, my mouth. That was beautiful. That's where the noise is. I still, you haven't seen the new <laughs> one yet, right? I have. I've seen both. Okay, I haven't seen the new one yet. I want to see the new one. The new one is just as good, if not better, depending on your opinion of movies. So we should, Will, you should watch the original and then we can watch the new one together. Okay. They, they're great. Like it's Tom Cruise is a psychopath, but yeah, they're great. Oh, wow. Shocking. I know he's a stunt man. I mean, I've, I've shown you the video of him on the airplane, right? Yeah. He's, he's, he's all about, Fantastic. he's all about the, he's all about making movies, but I love it though. That's, that's how they should be in my opinion. Yeah. You gotta yeah. be, you gotta just go all in. Dude, yeah. He's serious about it. Like you can just tell. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. What else you watch? Um, new episode of Andor came out. Andor getting better every episode. I'm not gonna. Oh lie. yeah, a- they intro- uh, Andy Circus is in this episode. Oh, I like him because he gets arrested, and it's like this. Uh, uh, so he, Andor's in jail for this whole episode, and the the concept of the episode is really interesting because like the guards don't have weapons, so they have these shoes, and the floor is like this like electrified. So if a prisoner's ever is being bad, they just shock the entire floor, and it. Like just shocks all of the prisoners. Oh, yeah, it's really interesting, huh? And Andy Circus plays like so. There's like five different sections of prisoners, and Andor's in the one where Andy Circus is like the manager of the. He's a prisoner, but he's like the manager of the prisoners, and they have them do like they they're doing like slave labor. Gotcha. And if like uh like if they're in the top, you know, two or five, three of like you know the five groups, they get like better tasting food for that day. Like in the Northmen, yes, where he is, a, he's a slave, but they're like. But you did some good stuff so you can have, like, better food and stuff, but, like, yes. in, in command other slaves. But you're still a slave. Like, like, like Django, how, like, Sam Jackson's, like, in charge of slaves. It, it's like that, but it, it's more of, like, the group as a whole. So, like, if the entire group gets, like, good stuff, then they go. And then if, you know, they're at the bottom, then something bad happens to them or something. But okay. it just enforces them to work harder for the Empire in jail. It It's a really good show. It is, okay. it is It is mind-blowing that this is a Star Wars show because of how good it is. Oh, Oh, okay. The only stuff that would make you even realize it's Star Wars is because they say words like, you know, Empire, and you see Stormtroopers. But other than that, there's, like, no, there's no Jedi. Like, I mean, they have, like, blasters and stuff, but, like, they they just take different takes on everything. It's fantastic. And they use a lot of, like, you know, some of the not-used stuff. They, like, ISB agents. I don't know if you know what those are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they do a lot of, like, ISB stuff. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of big-ish names in there. Like, what's his name? Uh, Skarsgars in it. Oh, yeah. Um... Shoot, I forget what the one guy's the, the one guy from Game of Thrones is in it. Like the the Maester guy at the end who like creates the mountain zombie guy. Oh yeah. He's in it. And then they brought back a, a Clone Wars guy actually this episode. This is the first time he's been in live action. The the narrator slash admiral guy for Anakin Skywalker. He's like a big Empire like general guy now. So they brought oh, him okay. in. So yeah, I know it's fantastic. Great show. Cool, cool. Definitely worth the watch because I know a lot of people are Star Wars doubt. Yeah. yeah. And if you need something that's actually good Star Wars, watch that. Check it out. Okay. 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 Speaking of also good Star Wars, the second thing I watched this week that came out was Tales of the Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. Clone Wars style animated. Six, uh, about 15 minute shorts each. And they're all a different story. Some, and they're all set in like the prequel era, but like some take place during the movies. Some take place after movies. That's, that's everything I've been watching cool. this week. Neat. Yeah. No, Tales of Jedi was fantastic. Cool. 
they didn't really advertise it as much. So I'm not, it doesn't really have a lot of word of mouth, but mm-hmm. everyone who's watched it is like, this is fantastic. Yeah, I didn't even know that was coming out. And people are like, some people are like, well, some of the episodes are kind of weaker, but there's no real bad episode. The highlights are definitely the Dooku stuff, gotcha. without without question. Gotcha. But yeah. 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 I'll, yeah I'll, I'm going to check that out this week for sure. Definitely. Yeah, and they're only like 15 minutes, so like it, it's only an hour and a half to watch all of it. Yeah. You can skip the one you're like, maybe I don't want to watch a soak as a baby whatever i think you yeah. skip that one doesn't matter best part uh i think that is it unless anybody else has anything they want to talk about okay well then i will end the podcast unless anybody else has anything else anything else they want to talk about nope so next week we're gonna do nothing big is gonna happen but we're gonna watch some quentin tarantino movies yeah we're gonna watch uh hateful eight uh pulp fiction glorious bastards and then maybe we'll watch a couple more but those are gonna be the three more we'll talk about we're gonna also watch reservoir dogs and maybe jackie brown but yeah, those fun, first for three, funsies. The Hateful Eight, Pulp Fiction, and Glorious Bad. Those are going to be the main three. Those are, yeah. And then if we have time, we'll watch Reservoir Dogs and Jackie Brown. Yeah. I might try to hit up Kill Bill, too. Okay. Good uh, Good luck. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try to. like four hours. <laughs> there, yeah, there's two of them. For the, yeah. And they're both, they're both over. They're both like, actually, they're both like two and a half hours. So that, mm-hmm. that's five hours. I, I'll probably just put Better Call Saul on pause this week and just hit that up. Oh, okay, I guess. I know, you're so sad. <laughs> I don't know what I'll do. We'll see. I think you should just watch the three movies. I've been wanting to watch Kill Bill, though. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I would just say watch the three with us and just see if you even like it. Because the, the, all, all of the movies are just his style. I'll do yeah. what I'm feeling. So if you, you know? watch, like, two of his movies and you're like, this is not for me, then you won't like any of the other movies. Ex- right. We'll yeah. see what I'm feeling in my gut. If I'm feeling good, I'll watch it. Otherwise, I won't. We'll see. I'll let you know next podcast. All right. I hope that siren can be heard in the background. Oh, it definitely can. Okay. For sure. (laughs) Thanks, Blaine. (laughs) Continue, man. Okay, time to end it. Um, You can email us at dukesnukespot at gmail.com. Tell us what... Send us a picture of a green clock. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, Leave us a five-star review on Apple, Spotify, or what else happens to be our podcast. Tell us why you love green clocks. Send us a tweet at dukesnukespot at twitter.com for... Tweet us at green clocks. Hashtag green clocks. Um, (laughs) Thank you, Will, for editing our theme. Thank you, Blaine, for having the dog this podcast named after. And green clocks. (laughs) Yeah. And thank you, random person, for listening that is currently buying a green clock. That's yes. me. I'm going to be listening to this as I buy a green clock. Put it on that wall right there. Yeah. I just, it, not a regular, it's going to be bigger. Get, get up, just cover that wall in green clocks. No, it's going to be bigger than the TV. Whoa. It's going to be one big green clock. I'm yeah. going to get you a bag of Cheetos, too. And there won't be any times on it. It'll just say, it'll be two times. It'll be green clock, and it'll always be pointed at green clock time. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Okay, I think we're done. Bye. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye.